0: You know, I really want people to know it's possible to love what you do. Um, I've seen so many people throughout the years and not that I'm like old or anything, but I've, I've seen people, young and old, that are just miserable with their jobs. So if we spend the majority of our life working, like shouldn't it be something we love?
1: Are you ready to hear business stories and learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and level up your business from awesome CEOs, entrepreneurs, and founders without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresh values your time and is ready to share with you the valuable info you're in search of. This is the IM CEO podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the IM CEO podcast. And I have a very, very special guest on the show today. I have Amanda Mottola of Ultra Way. Amanda, it's awesome to have you on the show.
0: Yeah, thank you so much. I'm excited to be here.
1: Definitely super excited to have you on as well. And before we jump in, I want to read a little bit more about Amanda so you can hear about all the awesome things that she's doing. And Amanda is the owner of a marketing firm called Ultra Way. She started her life journey in Asun Chum paraguay where she later returned to south america to find her birth family the poverty and realization that this is where she could be fueled her desire to live life to the fullest and to do honest work for the good of the world to date ultraway has taken less and contributed thousands of dollars to organizations supporting veterans first responders children and families for fun amanda enjoys traveling spending time with family cooking antiquing and drinking a good A great cabernet and writing, of course. Amanda, are you ready to speak to the IMCO community?
0: Yes, of course.
1: Awesome. Well, let's do it then. So, to kind of kick everything off, I wanted to rewind the clock a little bit, hear a little bit more on how you got started. Could you take us through your CEO story? We'll let you get started with all the awesome work you're doing.
0: Yeah, of course. Um, It's not quite a short story, so I'll try and condense it for you. But, like you said, I was adopted from Paraguay when I was uh, very young. And, um, you know, that's really impacting me over the course of my life. Um, But it's my entrepreneurial spirit kind of all starts back, um, probably about the time when I was like 13 or so. I, I um, was going to a private high school and all the other girls got cell phones pretty much handed to them. And so I went to my dad thinking, you know, I was gonna get a cell phone, you know, everyone else is getting one. And my dad looked at me, and he goes, absolutely not. He goes, you want a cell phone? He goes, you earn it. And I, I look at him, I go, dad. Child labor, you know, like I'm 14 years old. I can't get a job. Are crazy? And I was, you know, not not so not so uh, thrilled, and probably had some not so choice words for him. And uh, I left that conversation bewildered and fuming. And you know, I grabbed a phone book, and yes, a phone book. And there had been this cheerleading store on um, the main street in town, and I called the woman up. I said, "Listen, I really want a cell phone." I know how to work. <laughs> I was like, I don't have much experience. I'm technically not supposed to work, but um, I know a lot about cheerleading. I've been cheerleader for a long time. Can can I help out at your store? So she hired me, um, you know, with like a trial basis. And I started working there. I made enough money to get the phone. I'm working six bucks, you know, under the table.
1: Nice. <laughs> and uh, I
0: went to my dad, he dropped what he was doing. He brought me to get my phone. And I think for me, that was one of the biggest you know, uh, lessons that I've learned in my life. Um, it's really fueled my ambition and just, you know, if there's a will, there's a way. So I kind of took that story and carried on through different parts of my life. I had like a little brief sports chat fanatic show in college where I used to interview NFL players. Nice. Um, it just really wasn't fulfilling for me at the end of the day. So the summer of 2015, I set a date to go find my birth family. And that's like really when like a lot of things in my life changed. And uh, I was sitting on a couple board of directors because I loved giving back, and I was just so torn with what I wanted to do with my life and confused. Um, but finding my family gave me that sense of closure, and, you know, like you mentioned before, it just it showed me where I could be and made me really feel like I had to do more, you know, for my, my fellow Americans, my fellow community members, and in bec- my family that's down there and not up here. So there's just so many opportunities here. So I um, came back from South America after traveling to two different countries to find my family, um, I decided to get into politics. I ran for the board of education with zero political experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I was new to the town, like had zero name recognition. I was the only Hispanic candidate and the youngest candidate to run. And I ended up taking the seventh out of nine seats. So I was very proud nice. of that. And, you know, really my trip fueled that kind of drive to, you know, step into kind of the unknown and something where I really, you know, in a lot of people's minds had no business doing, cause I, I wasn't in education. I didn't have kids. Um, But for me, it wasn't about any of that. It was about doing good for my community um, and bringing kind of a fresh take. So, shortly after this, I launched my LLC um, kind of as a light at the end of the tunnel sort of idea. I was too scared to do it on, you know, to go off and just do it. I had responsibilities, and, you know, that caused this kind of um, ongoing fear that. It was, you know, frivolous to go off and do my own thing when I had, you know, a new mortgage. I was about to get married. I wanted kids. Like, to start my own thing just seems, you know, irresponsible. Mm. And I really built that up into my head. But having the LLC though kind of gave me that like glimmer of hope that maybe someday, um, you know. So through that, I was unhappy in the corporate world. You know, dealing with the politics. Um, at one point, a little little bullying action going on. Mm. Um, then I got laid off while pregnant. And that was kind of the icing wow. on the cake for me to get out. Um, because I was so set on the, the fact that this biweekly paycheck just hung over my head as as a motivation, but also like kind of like shackles. You know, it, it made me feel like, you know, this was the right thing to do for my family, for my future. And it was secure until it wasn't secure. So getting it laid off for me was a huge game changer. And it was really, I guess, kind of the kick in the pants I needed to... Go full force with my business and of course my son when he was born i looked at him and i go there's no way i'm going back you know to the potential of you know having like a, a bullying or you know confrontational situation um you know with a, a you know a teammate um, that really wasn't acting like a teammate or you know the politics of business or the red tape or any of that or the facade that, you know, a company was doing good for the community when really it was more for like a face a Facebook plug. Um, so I just looked at my son, I like, go, oh, I'm not going back. You know, I have my LC, I'm gonna do it. You know, not, you know, not working for someone else is not guaranteed. Um, so I was just ready to kind of take the bull by the horns and do my own thing. Started consulting in 2019 uh for just one client while I raised my son. Um my husband was working in a different state, so it was you know full time full-time mom and part-time work, which was okay. I got my feet wet a little bit and my confidence up. And then in 2020, I went full force, um, ended up hitting my pre-COVID sales goals um, and my client goals, despite being in a totally new state and having zero clients. So it was, you know, um, it's looking back on it, it, like it floors me, you know? Um, and it just feels like everything happened the way it was supposed to, even though sometimes I was like, you know, banging my head against the wall, or coming home miserable, and it's just like looking back now. It's like I wish I could have told myself then, it could be so much better.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I definitely appreciate you for sharing yeah. that, and I think so many times we have um, those those seeds of like kind of imposter syndrome, or feeling like we shouldn't take those chances or take those gaps. But I think, like you, I've been laid off, and sometimes when you get laid off, it kind of snaps you into okay. Nothing is guaranteed. These things that we think are guaranteed, that we think are sometimes stable, sometimes are not. And sometimes the best bet that we can make is on ourselves, just as you did when you were a kid uh, and finding a way out of no way. You know, sometimes we have to be able to do that. And there's definitely opportunities that we start to look at things in a completely different way. And so I, I know um, I touched on it a little bit, you know, when I read your bio. Could you take us through a little bit more on this LLC, this company that you started, and how you serve the clients that you work with?
0: Yeah, so my one of my first few jobs out of college was at a promotional marketing company. And, you know, when you're in college, they teach you all about like ad agencies and just like these higher level, like marketing job concepts, as opposed to like all of the little things that go in marketing. You know, because really every company should have some sort of like marketing department or whether or not they outsource, like every company should be doing marketing no matter like what they are. And um, I had no idea that like the branded product you know, ad specialty space existed. And it's like a $20 billion industry. And mm-hmm. it's so much fun because essentially I I online shop for my clients. So I have um, a database of branded products for everything from pens to more corporate premium gifts like Bose speakers or, you know, various other, um, you know, apparel items. And what I do is I, I put together a package for my clients based on their budgets and their needs um, and, you know, their marketing goals. And I give them the right items um, and then we put the brand on it. Um, so essentially I'm a distributor and I love it. I absolutely love what I'm doing. And, um, every job since that promo company I worked for, I always try incorporating that into each of the agencies I worked at. Cause it, I just, I felt like drawn back to it cause I just enjoyed it so much. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the full, the main focus of what we do. Um, but we also do some consulting, um, and eventually we're going to be adding some sweepstakes and contests um, cause I have experience in that as well. Um. Working on some, you know, major uh, brand programs. So that's what we have in the works right now. It's, it's a lot of fun. I really enjoy um, showing my clients that there's an easier way to do marketing, um, just because I have, you know, um, a great depth of knowledge on all the decoration methods and the opportunities that exist within the promotional product space.
1: Awesome. So would you consider that to be what I call your secret sauce, the thing you feel kind of sets you apart and makes you unique? Is it that ability to to make that transition and, and to, to be able to bring that to life for clients and customers?
0: Yeah, of course. I I know, you know, some of my competitors focus purely on the transaction. So, you know, if you were to come to me and say, hey, I want a pen, they'd be like, all right, here's X amount of pen options, like, you know, have at it, take your pick. Um, and, you know, there's some online based companies where that's pretty much their model. If like you go on, you buy what you need, and that's it. You search through a bunch of items. I don't have products on my site because for me, it's about the conversation and the relationship. And I'd mm-hmm. much rather have a client with me for life than someone who just comes and orders pens once, doesn't see any results, and then doesn't use me again.
1: Awesome. 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 So I wanted to uh, switch gears a little bit and I want to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. And this might be an app, a book or a habit that you have, but what's something that makes you more effective and efficient?
0: All right. So There's actually a couple. Mm-hmm. Um, one is this book called The Daily Stoic. Mm-hmm. So this book, um, I read daily. It's 366 Meditations on Wisdom. So there's one, um, you know, for, for each day, actually 366. I don't know why there's 366. It's Oh, leap year. You're right. Yes. <laughs> I was like, uh. <laughs> um, So yeah, it's, it's just really great. Um, like the passages are fantastic. So it breaks down um, a philosopher's word um, into kind of modern day text. Um, the author's Ryan Holiday. And it's just very digestible. It's a great way to start the day. And it kind of gets your head in a good space because it seems like a lot of them are very similar um, in the sense that it says, you know, don't worry about what you cannot control seems to be like the premise of most of them but I mean it's such valuable content to have you know replayed every day in your head um I know since I started reading it like I just don't get stressed out like it's just insane or it also could be you know not having the stress of working in like that corporate environment like that mm-hmm. cutthroat environment um but I think this book definitely has helped um uh, kind of set my mindset right for the day and then the second book I just started so um it's called Traction mm-hmm. I guarantee this book's going to help me increase my revenue um, from the few chapters I've already read. And then um, I also do like gratification journal, um, which, you know, I find if I don't do it, I'm not as successful. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, But when I do do it, like good things, like pretty much flies at me like crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, So those are probably my, like my biggest hacks.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And so I want to ask you now for what I call a CEO nugget. And you might have already touched on this, but this is a word of wisdom um, or something you might tell a client. Or if you jumped into a time machine, you might tell your younger business self.
0: You know, I really want people to know it's possible to love what you do. Um, I've seen so many people throughout the years and not that I'm like old or anything, but I've, I've seen people, young and old, that are just miserable with their jobs. If we spend the majority of our life working, like, shouldn't it be something we love?
1: Awesome. Awesome. So now I wanted to ask you my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO and we're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on the show. So Amanda, what does being a CEO mean to you?
0: Um, It means being a leader and sending the elevator down to future generations.
1: Nice. I, I love that. I love your analogies, like elevator, you know, <laughs> piece as well too, because getting that opportunity to really, you know, continue to succeed, but also understand that we're all kind of intertwined, and being able to bring people along to show them, and to be, and to even learn from them. I think that is absolutely true leadership. And I think when you're able to do that, and you execute on that, as you said so well, you're not just impacting yourself or your family. You start to create that ripple effect, and you're impacting your clients and the people your clients work with, and they serve. And it really starts to get really broad, and, and you really get to see that impact. That that you make, but if you're doing it well, then you really um, start to see the fruits of that. So I, I definitely appreciate that.
0: Yeah, no problem.
1: Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, I appreciate that, and I appreciate your time even more. What I want to do is just pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional you can let our readers and listeners know, and of course, how best they can get a hold of you and find out about all the awesome things that you're working on.
0: Yeah, of course. So I talk a lot. <laughs> I think I, I I probably dived into to more than what you needed me to, but um, yeah, I love connecting with new people um learning new things i am you know big into travel and culture so i love knowing people in different areas because in case i end up there like i want to i always like having someone i call and be like hey like i'm in atlanta or hey, i'm here like let's get together mm-hmm. uh i know COVID kind of makes things challenging but you know hopefully things will get back to normal sooner than later um but yeah please follow me on um on facebook and instagram at Otra way part of the reason why i created ocher way was it didn't exist so i was able to get the handle for everything without <laughs> you know
1: it's fighting important.
0: for it. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's the, the power of creating, you know, a brand and having a word that doesn't exist. Um, but yeah, please follow us on our journey. Um, you know, we're, we're hoping in the next few years to hit the, the million dollar mark. That's that's my goal. I want to bring on more teammates and show them that they can love what they do and still have that rhythm. Um, and yeah, feel, feel free to pick my brain, reach out. Um, there's any Paraguayans out there, like, Hey, <laughs> <laughs> there's not like a whole lot up here. So yeah, definitely reach out to me. I'm actually putting together this um, custom curated, branded um, Paraguayan box of oh, cool. goodies, which I'm gonna sell. And then a portion of that is gonna go to help helping someone find their family. Awesome. Um, so I'm gonna be, I'm actually in the process. I came up with the idea on Friday. As oh, nice. Almost, like, fully ready to be executed. So if anyone is Paraguayan out there or just loves supporting, you know, um, adoptees on their journey of just kind of reconnecting with their their past. Um, Keep an eye out because I'll be posting this uh, cool custom box that I'm putting together of uh, some, some awesome Paraguay swag.
1: Nice. Well, I definitely appreciate that, Amanda. We will have the links and information in the show notes. I truly appreciate you for diving in deep because I think that's the beauty of hearing, you know, so many stories and hearing what everybody's doing is it brings us so much closer together. And I love that you you, you had that idea. You had it right before we had the opportunity to do the podcast. So I love that even more. So we had the opportunity to talk about it. And I think, you know, so many times in life, we don't realize the impact that we can make. But I think that when you start to believe that you and believe and actually execute on crafting your, your life, your business, and all those things with that rhythm that you spoke to, that's when you really start to see really great creations really making a huge impact and things just kind of take off from there. So appreciate you for doing that and, and sharing that with us today. And I hope you have a great rest of the day. Thank you for listening to the IMCEO CEO podcast powered by CB Nation and Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I Am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Get your driven CEO gear at ceogear.co. This has been the I Am CEO
0: Podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.